This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. Hey. 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 I feel I feel I feel back at home. I mean, we've been sort of farting around, recording in all sorts of ridiculous places over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, but now we're back in our rightful home in the pub, and this is where we feel much better, don't we? Yes, yes. and we're in West London too. <laughs> we're in West London, we're in the pub, we are in the, the old, the, the old pack horse home, isn't it? Is it the old pack horse? Yeah, it's the old pack horse. It's the old pack horse in Chiswick High Road. It's just on the corner, just down from uh, Chiswick Park Station, and this is, this is actually one of our favourite boozers. It's got sort of cinema seats in the corner, it's got a Thai restaurant around the corner, there's all sorts of characters with caps and hoodies and all sorts of stuff, music, there's a quiz even around the corner that they've asked us to join and we refuse because we told them we're Brentford and they went, we've, uh, they've said, we've heard about you, so uh, we're just sitting here on a podcast here and we're actually just reeling in it, I've got a bit bright, there's some unfiltered stuff going on, there's some purple stuff there going as well, isn't there, what's that? Well, no, it's, um, it's, it's Pride Unfiltered. Ah, okay, so, so there's a bit of the Battle of Pride there. I've got my London Pride, I've got London Pride, I've got the unfiltered. And, uh, are you, are you drinking? London Pride, this is London Pride. I did, I did, I did try the unfiltered. It's, it's, the bar lady said it was the same as a Pride, but with extra hops and, and cooler. And less filtering. And less filtering, yeah. Less filtering. <laughs> well, they, that's good. So there you go. So there's no filtering going on here. But I'm Billy Grant, and I'm in the booze, and I'm delighted to be back here. I'm delighted I've already seen a couple of games this season. And I'm delighted that we've actually got a win under our belt. The season's up and running. And yeah, like I said to you, Saturday was oh, we lost it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, you know. But I'm gonna ask the characters as well what their vibes are. I mean the season's up and running. Laney, how have you been feeling since the season's been up and running? Uh, I, I'm really glad it's back. You know, I went up to Sheffield very early, set off on uh, on Saturday, had a really good day out. Uh, went to a couple of really good boozers before the game. Met up with the Blades. They were they really looked after us. They looked after us for longer than they thought they were. We ended up missing our train and, and having to keep over for the night. Um, I, I think the highlight for me though was obviously seeing the extra time win at Wimbledon. Um, probably Shibu's Shibu's goal. 
I thought was the pick of them. I thought I thought Soyuz's goal was wicked as well. But I, I think you know it probably took a, a, a game longer than we thought. But seeing the bees back and winning, I think that sets us up properly for for Saturday and uh, the, the Nottingham Forest game. So yeah, the, the, the season feels back now. Seeing the bees winning. So excellent and two back to back games as well so like I said we're sitting around here in the boozer and we have invited because he's not been on for I don't think he came on again last season we did ask him but he had no interest whatsoever but all of a sudden the banana is back from the Griffin Park GPG if you haven't checked out the GPG go, go and check it out griffinpark.org it's the Brentford Forum they talk about all sorts of things on there there's gossip and rumours and they talk about television programmes and cheese and everything like that. so go and check them out and on the GPG and the banana who's the admin from the GPG has joined us today the banana how are you I'm fine Billy you I'm all, I'm all good, mate. I'm, I'm delighted, actually, after last night when we beat the uh, the Wimbledon, the AFC Wimbledon. I'm absolutely delighted. I'm very, very happy with you. You, you wanted my highlight of the season, right? Oh, um, my highlight of the season, mate. My highlight of the season so far, so far, has got to be the transfer window, so far. It's been an absolute excellent uh, piece of business, well, pieces of business, I think, over the uh, last few weeks and months, and topped off today with the Andre Gray news, which is another uh, few million into, into our coffers. And explain the Andre Gray news because some people might not actually know what you're talking about uh, yes good point so I believe today we've um, Andre Gray has moved to Watford for a whopping eight and a half million pounds mm-hmm. so 18 million pounds 18, 18 million minus the 9.75 I think it's 9.75 they've already given us so that's what's the mass 8.25 we get 27 and a half percent of that which is Billy that is about two and a bit million pounds, um, two and about two point two five million pounds, something like that. But apparently, and there's a, a big bonus there as well uh, on, on, on the money that we need to give back to Luton. Is how much? Zero. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, error. Yes. Yes. We all that money we keep ourselves. Um, uh, I think everybody's surprised. There's no 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 uh, no 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 sell on sell on. It's the way normally things work. Uh, I hope we've got a sell on sell on with um, with with, with Greg. You never know, it might go again. But yeah. Yes, tremendous business. Um, all for very reasonable fees. I think we've got some exciting players. So very happy with the transfer window so far. Excellent. And Banana will be chatting about the transfer window as well and all the rumours that might be happening in and around Brentford as players who might be coming and players might be going. The Savvy B. The Savvy B. Uh, again, good to see you. And we were obviously in the pub, you know, a few times in the closed season. We enjoyed a little bit of chin wagging, a little bit of gossiping, a little bit of rumour mongering. But that's all over now because the season's now started. So it's all here for real. And I just want to know for you Savvy B I mean like how's the season been for you so far uh, it's been um, well one win one loss as you'd expect but uh, I want to thank Besotted for allowing me to come onto the podcast and talk bollocks about Brentford that's always uh, always appreciated my highlight so far is the rise of the Greeks not only as Hatsi uh, Theodoridis now cemented his place at uh, left back uh, but also, uh, Nico Yanaris is uh, captain. Yay! So, <laughs> so you can hear the cheering in the background that's as well. But, uh, that's, yeah. that's Nico's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they live around here apparently and they all go to the pub and play the, the quiz. But uh, yes, it's the rise of the Greek and um, may it continue. 
Indeed, indeed. And for myself, actually, it's been a great season. I, I love Sheffield, even though we did lose and, and I was crying at the end and there was all sorts of stuff that was going on and people throwing glasses at the end of the evening. But And I decided to stay over an extra night, as we said. We just thought, I'll tell you something. So you didn't decide to stay over. It was, we missed the last train, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OK, you're right. OK, there was a little bit of explaining to be done to, yeah, to, to my other half, who's, uh, who's absolutely fantastic. And, and it's just a little bit difficult when, you know, you're trying to get these brownie points on the sort of the 44th game of the season but when you're actually trying to get them on the first game of the season it's a little bit of a different scenario so the phone call did go in and said honestly we, we did miss the train and she said to us where were you we said well we were drinking um, in the state in, in a bar because where was the bar we went well the bar was in the station <laughs> and she went and so how did you miss the train we said we haven't quite worked out how it was <laughs> the, the, the platform was actually right beside where we were actually drinking and we, we still managed to miss the train I, I, I blame the um, sour cherry and vanilla 8.8 stout myself indeed but we, we have to pay respect to the Blades who they didn't only you know, they beat us but I think they probably felt sorry for us because they, they beat us and they said look Lenny and Billy we'll put you up for tonight so like you know we went up in the hills we stayed up the Blades house and they bought us a curry they bought us a curry, us a curry. but what they did make us do also they made us watch the football league show the Channel 5 football show and they kept putting the goals on rewind and playing them over and oh goals the goal over not only that and also V-Bay's miss so both of them two almost like put on loop so okay we did get a beer and a curry but we had to watch that for about three hours that night. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Nico's Nico's miss that was more more galling to me than um, than Vives. I think. Uh, yeah, I, 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 well, let's put it down to first day nerves. Indeed, indeed. And for me, it's been a great start to the season. But for me, I'm absolutely delighted the fact that we've actually made our first visit to AFC Wimbledon and to go and see Brentford legends like Marcus Gale, who also is a, was a Wimbledon legend, who is down there as well, and all the Wimbledon characters and. They they were so happy that Brentford came down there. It was a really exciting day for them. Um, I went down there. I was actually in the Wimbledon end. You know me. Sometimes I, you know, I like to take the away to the home end. So I was in the home end, and I, I had a very good day. Infiltrator and an informer. I'm an infiltrator and an informer, and I informed on lots of things. But I had a very, very good day at Aveston Wimbledon. And uh, to top it off, we won as well. I have to admit, at times I didn't think we deserved to win. We only won because we were, well, basically we were fitter than them. You know, so towards the end of the game, we just outfitted them but to be honest, sitting in the Wimbledon end there was lots of oohs and ahs and people jumping up and down and when I jumped up and down to my red scarf I almost got ejected about three times from the from the from the from the stand the main stand but anyway listen we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about these games at the weekend we're going to talk about the fact that we went up to Sheffield and it didn't go quite according to plan we went to AFC Wimbledon and the games did go according to plan but let's listen to what the fans had to say after both those games then after that we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Maybe we play, fell into their hands. Three holding midfield players, maybe from the start, was one too many. So maybe the changes came a little bit too late. No, we had more chances than them. We didn't take them, sadly. We had some really cracking chances, you know, particularly in the second half. We'll come back strong next Saturday against Nottingham Forest. Up the bees. The bees. I would, have, I would have expected our championship experience to maybe got ourselves something out of that game. But uh, 
but it wasn't it wasn't to be. I was a bit disappointed. They were quiet in the first half, and we should have made them. We should have made more of that. But uh, second half, they got going, and we we were struggling a little bit. Fair, Melpe come on, gave the defence a good uh, Russell round. Really, he showed the, he more. Um, he offered more than Vive a bit today. Yeah, he's very mobile. He's happy to have a shot outside the area, which we don't really see at Brentford much in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, disappointing, but I think that come to like a few games into the season, we'll start to really kick into action. You can see from today, we're just nowhere near 100%. So all this stuff about squad preparation, pre-season. So it's a strong team, Sheffield United, and also they were really, really up for it. You know, they they absolutely spanked the league last season. You know, they, they, their tails were up. So it was going to be a difficult game for us anyway. So I'm not worried. Just There's nothing to worry about. We're very happy with the result. <laughs> First time we've been here for six years, like seven years. But I think they missed some up front. They're lacking some... some, some some power up front some power up front they're lacking you yeah. can see good football round but they're lacking that instinct up front I think that goal scorer I think I don't know I think we held our own and I think we just about deserved the win yeah our forward line didn't attack and, and the goal came from any regular people who go and see the bees play every week will know how our goal happened because our defence you know let one in over the top and, and that's how it happened but hey you know it's the first game of the season we're not going to win every game this season um, believe it or not so I'm happy you know for the sake of one goal we could have easily come away with a draw today we ain't going to be in difficulty this season it's going to be a fun time let's stick with it yeah it's been a great day for us I mean it's been a bit of a battle felt like both sides were a little bit below where they want to be later on in the season but we've carried on our good form into the new season we stepped up a little bit and you could see that within the players it was a little bit more of a battle than it was last season maybe we didn't get our passing going going forward as maybe we have done when we were dominating League One but at the same time we've got off on the right foot we've got ourselves three points and the crowd were behind us it was great to see Bramall Lane bouncing a little bit and hopefully we're going to have a good season to come you know it, nobody's expecting to get a promotion this season but it feels like we can maybe hold our own and it's going to be a battle but we should be able to stay within the championship and build for next year we weren't really good enough today if I'm honest with you all these glasses and bottles going everything like that oh Jesus oh it's a bit it's a it's a Oh, it's a kerfuffle going on in it's Sheffield here. Kerfuffle. It's a proper kerfuffle. There's all bounces and everything like that. You know, this is live action going on here on the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. It's going to be a leave it. Yeah. You're not worth it. Yeah, that's right. We we weren't really good enough today because um, we've spent a lot of money on um, upping our squad. Um, no, sorry, a lot of relative Brentford money. So five point one million pounds apparently this window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we, we, which, is, which is a lot for Brentford. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've spent. We, we we've invested. Um, and we've strengthened our team, and we should have come. We, we should have come here today and won. We had a very strong bench today, and the players on those bench should should be able to come on and make an impact. They did make an impact, not quite enough of an impact. I think more, more pay more pay looked more of a number nine than than V-Bay at times today. Uh, but V-Bay's got this, you know, all the way through pre-season, all the way through the tail end of last season, V-Bay's knocking them in. We look, we look good. We, and we did play some good football today, but we weren't clinical up top. And I thought that's what these new signings were going to provide. To be honest, the first, I think we've only really stepped it up probably in the last 20 minutes of the, of, of the game. So basically, you know, towards the end of extra time, it's been, um, it's been 
pulling teeth, I agree. Um, you know, I mean, AFC aren't, you know, they're not a bad side. You've got to remember they're only one league below us. And um, I, I suspect they'll have a half-decent season. Um, but we just we just didn't, we weren't, I mean, to be honest, there was just no sharpness about us in the game. It was it was a bit like pre-season had dragged into the, as it, as it often has does in recent years, into the first cup game of the year. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough to make any call on tonight, really. As, uh, as Matt said, it had the stench of pre-season at times. Uh, Wimbledon were sort of plucky, uh, played some good attack in their 33, actually. Their winger was very good. Um, Brentford looks... Oh, Taylor. Top, Taylor, Taylor yeah, he's very good. Uh, Brentford looked generally in control, but sort of spawny goal, and you thought maybe that's enough to win the game. But we, we came back into it well. Some of our changes were good. Uh, Flo Joe added a bit of pace, took the game to them, I thought. Josh McEachran played very well when he came on. And actually, a lot of our, our moments of class came through Sawyers, who, who maybe didn't have the best game in, 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 comple- in, you know, in completeness. Well, I, I mean, I can't honestly say I saw a huge amount of the game. Uh, although I did see possibly one of the worst referees' decisions that I've seen. It looked as though the goalkeeper handled it outside the box. It looked pretty blatant. We didn't have a great view of it. Um, and the, re- the referee didn't seem to see it at all and just made a, you know, gave a, gave a goal kick. Um, let the play continue so the linesman got a bit, of, a bit of grief for the rest of the game. It took a while for us to get going. We were kind of had a few shots in the first half and they were going miles over and we didn't seem to get together but um, second half things got better and great great equaliser from Sawyers and then we were just we, it was just a matter of time No it was not easy we made it very hard for ourselves uh, we played like a friendly we we lack a little bit of urgency we seem to think we're going to pass it into the back of the net Wimbledon were up for it I thought they were actually very competitive and we needed to up our competitiveness to, uh, to match them but in the end, they ran out of steam and I thought our class came through. So, Saturday, first game of the season, if you listen to our first podcast of the season, we recorded a bit late. We recorded it actually on the train to Sheffield. And if you listen to that podcast, we were full of cheer, we were full of joy, we were full of hope. We went around the train and we spoke to Brentford fans, they were full of hope. We all expected to get some sort of a result that day. I personally expected a draw because I knew it would be a little bit tough, but I thought we'd get that draw. And when we went up there in the bright sunshine, had a right good beer up, real good drink, met a lot of Blades people. They came out to us, they played us their dues, they made us our respects, went to the game, and um, it didn't go according to plan. And as you hear from the guys who were talking in the pub after the game, the guys and the girls, we lost that game. We lost it 1-0, it was down to a, a header, a header from Sharp. Was he unmarked, or was he just marked by the smallest man on the pitch, which I think was Josh McEachern. I think he actually marked him. But they got the goal, and after that, they held on for the win. I, as you know, I don't get massively gutted about when we're to lose. It's just one of those things. But I was a bit gutted on Saturday, mainly because even though I was expecting a draw, it was just the manner of us actually losing that game. We should have got something out of that game, but we just never got anything out of it. Laney, your thoughts? Yeah, most of us called it wrong, let's be honest. Um, we had a poll before the match and it was like, you know, a good 600 people that voted in it and 60% of them said it was going to be uh, an away win. Um, the, as, as always, the bookies got it pretty much spot on. They said it was going to be, you know, they were 10 to 11, Sheffield United, we were 2 to 1 and I thought, oh my God, I put, I put some money on us getting, getting the win. Um, I think... I don't think we've got ahead of ourselves. I, I, I think we saw enough 
in Saturday's game to realise that we are a very good football team. Um, and looking back at the highlights, looking back at, and thinking back at the chances, didn't, didn't really do a lot wrong. Um, we, we played we, we played the better football um, throughout. We played the most attacking football of the two teams. Um, we weren't we didn't really we didn't really muscle in in the middle as much as I thought we probably would. And that's because they because they, 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 they dealt with us, didn't they? Of course, of course. You know, they they're they're the, they're the home team in front of twenty six and almost twenty seven thousand fans. You know, they, they they did have an advantage on us. Um, I I thought that our class would shine through a, a, more obviously than it did in terms of goals. I, I think I think you know the way that they spoke about us after the game. All of the fans they said, "My God, you're a good football club. My God, you know number 15's great. Yotta's great." They, they, they could see that we were a very good team. You don't often get that. Um, so I think you know, there was, it was clearly enough for me not to be crying all the way back to the boozer. Um, and on another day, we would, we would have won that. We, we did create enough chances. Um, on, on Tuesday... Um, we could have come away with an embarrassing defeat, if I'm honest with you. You know, again, we had a lot of shots, a lot of shots on target, a lot of a lot of kind of weak shots, if I'm honest. But in the end, we scored three brilliant goals. They were out of the out of the highest out of the highest draw. So it's been a, it's been a mixed 72 hours. But overall, you know, I'm not I'm we, we we're up we're up, we're still up for a very good season ahead. It's it's obvious. The banana, I mean, listen, again, slow start to the season in the league. You know, last season we lost against Huddersfield. Uh, this season we've lost against Sheffield United. Um, we've all got these high hopes. People are very, very excited about this season. Made some great signings. We've got great strength and depth. How major a setback has this been, the Sheffield United loss? None whatsoever, Billy. Um, I, I always thought this was going to be a, a difficult fixture. It's the team that's just come up, that's organised, that's played together a while in a massive stadium so for someone say coming from the Danish league over to play in that stadium for a, for a, for a debut I think that's always going to be challenging it's always going to take time to settle so I'm not, I'm not worried about it I'm not worried about it at all I'm just more worried about Lasse Vibe he's going to be on a blooper uh, PHS tape for a, for a very long time going, going forwards but no I thought, I thought overall we played well and I think we can we can uh, we can go, go forwards from here but we have to and I think um, Dean Smith has said this himself. We have to be able to go away from home this season and travel better than we than, than we've done in, in previous seasons. That's going to make the difference. I think we're all very comfortable in our home surroundings, but we need to be able to go to places like Sheffield United with big crowds and not be intimidated by them and, and play our own play our own game. Sav, we played pretty much two different teams um, against two different sides. Uh, what three days apart? Um, against Sheffield United we played you know, the team which was deemed as our first team and then we made 10 changes to that first team for, um, for, for, the, for the Wimbledon game I mean I thought that was amazing if you look back two years ago when we did exactly the same thing we played Derby County and we made a load of changes for the Derby County game we got absolutely hammered by them do you see a difference between Brentford of the old and Brentford now? Absolutely and you have to be blind not to see it I think we definitely have got uh a really, really strong squad. The problem is you can only play 11 players at a time on the pitch. So um, you've got the strongest squad, so we can cover sort of issues like sort of the, the sort of Marinus's bad luck where we just had loads and loads of injuries. We can cover things like that. We can cover the bad luck. But we've still got similar problems when we put our 11 out. 
and when we played Sheffield United we had this, the problem that they were playing quite defensively, they were organised and we still struggle against those teams which are organised uh, at home, very patient, not bothered about getting, creating loads and loads of chances because they think they'll get one and they'll put it away. And we, we got kippered again and I think that's one of the things we have to sort out this season. And, you know, as Trevor said, that, uh, you know, Dean Smith has, has said, you know, when we go away, we need to do better. And that's one of the things we need to do. It's interesting you say the same thing. The same thing actually happened at AFC Wimbledon, where in particular in the second half, obviously we were losing, and we were, um, there's a bit of, well, yeah, there's a little bit of panic going on from Brentford. A little bit of panic going on where all of a sudden is that we stopped doing the things that we normally do and we'd have, you know, like say for example, Harley Dean was playing sort of cross-field balls from one end to the other, trying to get the ball across to the other side and not playing the normal Brentford way. So again, is it one of these, these learning curve things where the team has to just realise that we need to just kind of do what we do? I mean, it's interesting, the Sheffield United fans go, you guys are really brilliant, you play your game and eventually it will come. But, you know, is it an experience thing within the side where you, maybe there's an experienced head that's needed in the side where say, no, guys, tell you something, it's really great what we're doing, we need to just carry on what we're doing. You know, what, what do you think it is? I think uh, d- different tactics for different teams. I think once uh, Josh McEachern came on against Wimbledon, everything changed. Suddenly, he was playing the quarterback role, just pinging balls around, and we just seemed so much more dangerous. And if you look, suddenly we were getting shots on target, shots on target. We took that game over. Uh, once, he got, once he got on the pitch and I thought we, we just I mean although Makocho I thought was played really well but I think for that team uh, against that opposition at that time bringing Josh McEachern on just changed everything but again I'm going to talk to lady with Sheffield United the game changed when not only um, Nico Yanaris but also Ollie Watkins came on against Sheffield United and it's almost like we'd gone from a sort of slightly defensive formation where we had three kind of quite defensive midfielders on the pitch to actually kind of playing our game where we actually started attacking people didn't we it's, it's interesting to see how we're going to play McEachern to be honest because um, up at Sheffield he, he started and faded and he was kind of like really he was like very very knackered when he went off um, at Wimbledon he came on and made all the difference um, maybe it's maybe, you know, I, I, I think on the top of his game he's, he's, he's premiership quality you know, he, he can read he can read a pass he can, he can pick out a pass he's, he, he's an, an exceptional talent um, he doesn't seem to be a 90 minutes man and it's whether you start with him or finish with him I think Dean Smith needs to work out um, I also think that if you're looking back to when we were at our most potent when we had Pritchard and Judge playing at their very best they, these, these were two players that could, could conjure magic um, and they would when you got a, when we got teams parking the bus they would, they would conjure, conjure magic at some stage um, up at Sheffield, we were looking for that from probably from Yotta. He didn't have a bad game, but he, did, he didn't produce that moment of magic towards the end. Um, and, and we fell flat when, when everyone's looking defensive. So we, we're looking to a Canos, we're looking for Joseph Zoom, we're looking for um, more pay. We're, we're, looking for, we're looking for all these players to come in now and actually create one or two moments of sheer quality that unlocks the defence. We haven't seen that. Um, apart from you know, eventually in extra time um, at Wimbledon. So Shaibu, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got quite finished, but I think we're the, these these creative midfielders. They need to. We need to see them at their very best. Yeah, just going back to the Wimbledon game. I think we got. I've been a critic of the club in previous um, League Cup round one 
especially fielding the team we did against Derby and the team we did against Fulham, but this time we're able to field a, pretty much a first 11 again, right? Um, uh, however, I think Wimbledon came out just the brief bits I was able to see. Uh, they certainly must have bribed the referee or something like that because there was changes in the rules of the game, such as prolonged shirt pulling and saving outside the box, which I haven't seen for a long time. But I think in the end, our quality showed through. But um, interestingly, there was a, a new Brentford trivia quiz uh, question set at, um, uh, at Wimbledon, which was who was our first ever fourth substitute in a competitive game? So, so congratulations to him for making it into the next uh, Brentford Trivia quiz book. I'm going to ask as well, because, um, I mean, Shibu, it's a, it's a bloody good goal, that, wasn't it? Oh, it was a well-taken goal. I'm very happy for him. And, it's, and again, also, just proves what our, you know, the policy, I, I don't want to rake it all up again, but the policy of moving on from the academy to what we're doing today with the B team and looking at the quality of teams that the B team is beating, it's, it's uh, certainly... Certainly, uh, uh, in, in hindsight, it, looks, it seems like a great decision. These continentals, these these players from Denmark, they're never going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's not let's not let's not go there. We should we should move on. And it's interesting as well because I know the bananas. Well, you sit down there and you also you do a little bit of flying around the world as well. So you can't necessarily always uh, be at the matches. So sometimes you listen on the old bees player as it was uh, last season, and now it's the old I follow. Now, all right, I fluffo. So (laughs) we talked about this a little bit last week, but from what I can gather and also from the GPG, there's been quite a lot of debate on iFollow. There's a little bit of a fluffiness going on with iFollow. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, as as, as you know, a lot of people come onto the GPG during a match, when uh, especially when we're away from home. Um, I I never see it, of course, but when we're away from home. But uh, there's a lot of noise around around iFollow. And, of course, a lot of it could be just down to user error shall we call it but what's really missing here from iFollow seems to be any sort of follow up or customer service around around the kickoff time and around the match time I mean also I mean if you try and navigate the website I've signed up for the service but whenever I go back to it goes to my account it asks me to sign up again I had to check my credit card statement to see if we're really paid you know it's just it's just not there the quality's not there so there's some 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 uh, big work to do for um, and the club really need to Kick their arse through it and get them into gear. I mean, because I, mean, I, mean, I mean, like I said to you, I mean, there's been emails flying around. I know people have sent emails that I follow, and then you come back with a generic email um, saying, "Hello, you know, is everything okay?" And it's just like, "No, I'll be trying to watch, listen to a game, and I can't do." So it's a nightmare. So everything is directed to I follow which is this organisation who's trying, who obviously looking after probably 60, 70 accounts around the world and obviously the, the customer service can't handle. How do you think the club can maybe get involved to help? fans to try and sort this out because this is you know they paid the money and 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 obviously the service is not quite where it should be well it's good. first of all this this company that are running i follow they run the same service for the nfl and the same service for the nba so they, they this is this isn't this is this is uh, meat and drink to these guys or it should be um, but it's obvious there's problems and perhaps what the club should be doing is is organizing the time when everybody can log in and see some sort of test camera or something like that just so they know their subs working because we've all been uh, panicking about whether the Marky B is going to hear the dulcet tones of Marky B or whether you're going to see the video and it turns up you know, one minute before the game everyone's panicking about is their setup right is it correct is it working am I going to be able to listen or watch the match and now people can watch the match it's critical that I think and they're paying for that but it's critical that we they, they, they have the comfort of knowing it's going to work on Saturday at 3pm 3, 3 
Yeah, I'm on I follow, and there's a, there are a couple of issues. A friend of mine who's in Denmark says he's you know he's signed up and he can't get the video at all. He's so he's not actually seen a game, has he? No, no, he's just been an absolute disaster for him. He's really pissed off. And, I mean, uh, to be fair, he was at Sheffield United on Saturday, and he, and he was crying. Yeah, but anyway, he's, 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 he's basically missed everything else that he was meant to see. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are problems, and I know Theme Park. Um, Who's our sort of theme park Ridley? That's, that's Ridley. He's, yeah, he's this sort of the video content manager type person for Brentford, and he's pulling his hair out as well because he's he's struggling, and he says that uh, the the way he has to put the videos up means that it takes so much longer, it takes him a lot longer. It all has to get processed in the wrong way, and everything takes longer. So, whereas before we used to get uh, the matches up by midday the following day, see that the the highlights or even the the full extended version of the, the game that's going to happen much later now so that kind of watching it two days later kind of takes takes a lot of the, the joy out of having that account so then there's a lot of people going to pull their money out see, I, see, I don't seem to have this problem when I look at videos of John Terry's mum yeah, okay anyway we should move on from this okay we should move on so listen anyway um, great games two really great games um, I'm just, just just quickly I'm just going to just go around the table here as well okay we won one game we lost one game and I just want to ask you guys just one positive that we've had from these two games um, just, just for your thoughts we're, we're on our winning ways Banana we score some goals we've created chances we've scored some goals Savvy I think uh, Shaibu's goal was the pick out of the three. His one looks like a, a proper striker's goal. And for me, it's actually Ollie Watkins. Uh, I, 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 I actually sitting in the, the, the home end stand today. I got, I got a nice little invite from there yesterday from the AFC Wimbledon, so I was actually sitting in the stand. So I wasn't on the terraces where apparently no one could see anything in the terraces. It was absolute, the view was absolutely distorted view. You could see nothing in there. And yes, it does hark back to old days. It was really nice and there was a vibe, but you couldn't see anything. But I could see everything from where I was. And the one thing that I did see I'm was... Bully for you. Yeah, bully. I'm bully. Yeah, I'm bully. Not bully, but I'm billy. But, yeah. Bully, bully for Billy. Um, but one thing I could see was Ollie Watkins, and I didn't realise that guy is fast. He's so fast, and he's so strong, and he is actually quite direct. And he's, I think he's going to be a proper menace. And uh, and I think the question I sort of said, I thought, I mean, this guy, he looks like a centre forward. He looks like a striker, even though we play him out wide, he plays at a number 10 and all this kind of stuff. But he, he looks like that kind of player and when I saw him out there I was just thinking cool blimey he's like he's only played two games for us I'll tell you actually who he reminds me of he reminds me of Marcus Gale he, he, he's got the, he's got the same he's got a what he's he got runs, massive no no he runs backwards in the same way and I was I was chatting away with Marcus's um, wife on the, on the terrace she was there yesterday and we were kind of like saying like just how physique wise like in, in terms of they seem a similar height they seem um really really confident on the ball um, as, you, as you actually said a, a proper menace and I, and I think that's what he'll become he's, he's going he's gonna to torment at the second tier well, you know, we didn't see Marcus do that you know, much for Brentford but I think Ollie Watkins we're going to see for several seasons hopefully to be he's going to he's going to be some player for us he will, and it's interesting as well I mean Brentford we've decided to come back to do their man of the match and by the time you hear this as well please vote for the, the AFC Wimbledon man of the match we just put up for, for 24, 24 hours so that just people can put their input there as well as well we're still trying to get together with the grips of doing this again uh, we did it again a few seasons ago but, um, but we had the man of the match for Sheffield United and really interestingly man of the match for Sheffield United 55% of the people voted for Ryan Wood 
Woods, but interestingly, 23% or 22% actually voted for Ollie Watkins, who's only on for 25 minutes. So I thought that was really telling. It's similar to the grapevine. You have your champagne moments, don't you, for, for most yeah. of the game. So, you know, it's just, a, it's just a, you know, it's just like a, a, it can be a goal. It can be an unexpected treat. It can't treat. be a goal, that's the whole point. It can't, it can't be a goal. goal. It can't be a goal. What are the rules? Tell us the rules. Uh, the champagne moment is for a moment that uh, makes you very happy during a match, but it's not a goal. Because obviously, everybody, otherwise, everybody would say a goal. So maybe, for example, Jotters for the COVID bid war, that sort of stuff. That's the, that's the idea. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So listen, overall, good for the bees. They haven't got three points on the table yet. We have got a game on Saturday, which we're going to be talking about a little bit later, which is the big, big game. But at the end of the day, we've got a win under our belt, but also we've seen that we've got massive strength and depth. Massive. Now, we're going to be talking about transfers and rumours that are going around Griffin Park and around the Championship at this very moment in time. So, I mean, a podcast during August will never be a podcast if we actually didn't talk about transfers. Transfer rumours in. Oh, yeah, look, you know, players are even... That's right, that's right. They've got people coming inside there trying to shut us up and everything. Like I was saying, these guys, all these rumours that they're talking about, all these rumours, rumours every day. But um, the rumours all the way through August, until that window shuts on the 1st of September people are going to be talking 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 about who's going to be buying our players who's going to be selling our players what's going to be going on are we going to be bringing more players in because if we have to players leaving do we have to bring more players in Banana said he was very happy with the transfer window so far so far but I'm not really funny we've still got three weeks to go and you know how it really works this ridiculous system that we've got we've got a massive transfer window but everything happens in the last 20 massive yes everything happens in the last 24 hours so we've still got three and a bit weeks to go I think it is before it's all going to go completely and utterly mental and um, what's the latest rumours I mean there was a big ooh rumour when we turned up at AFC Wimbledon yesterday and uh, um, Holly Dean had been stripped of the captaincy. So, I mean, Sav's done a cheer because obviously he's, he's given the, he's, he's tipped the tap to the Greeks now, and the Greeks have taken over. But this is, is this a point? Is this a poignant moment? You know, um, in the in the Harley Dean um, signing contract, non-signing contract scenario. I mean, I was look, looking back to the situation. I mean, we had last season when obviously um, David Button refused to sign a new contract because he wanted to uh, get some more money out of us, and before he knew it, he turned up in Germany and uh, there was David Bentley behind the sticks and he turned around to us and he went uh, Dan, sorry Dan Bentley Dan Bentley sorry David Bentley he was between the, he was between the sticks and uh, he was very confused and he went oh no my, my negotiations probably got a little bit awry here and before you knew it he was out the window now Harley Dean we don't know what's going on here. There's all sorts of rumours going on. Sheffield fans have been telling us that this has been happening and that's been happening. And well, I know, but the, but Bristol works. Bristol, Bristol's been mentioned as well. Well, there's been a bit of Bristol activity going on as well. I mean, like I said to you, maybe you might have heard it first, or maybe not heard it first here on the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Because maybe you know the cider is better down in Bristol than it is in Sheffield. Who are? Um, yeah, Harley's a, Harley's a weird one. I, I, I will I will say this. Um, this is his third contract negotiation since he's been at Brentford and all three of them seem to have followed this very similar kind of pattern 
where there's kind of it, there's a kind of like a standoff um, quite near the end, and the, the previous two he's he end up getting you know an improved contract. Who's to, who's to say that the, this one's not going to end up the same way? Um, from what we understand, there's been no actual bids made for him yet. Um, you know, despite there being rumours that Sheffield Wednesday are in for him and Bristol, one of the Bristol clubs, you decide which one it might be, are in for him. But, you know, from what, from what we understand, there's no actual bid being made. Until a bid comes in, you can't decide whether you're going to keep or sell someone. It's going to, in my, in my opinion, all players have got a shelf life and at some stage, almost all of them, apart from ones that actually kind of end up being on the coaching staff after 35 years like Kev O'Connor all of them kind of move on at some stage is this the time that Harley moves on Um, you know we can't dispute that Harley Dean has been instrumental and central to the club's rise he's been a central part of, of, of the team he's been captain for some of it um, he should have been captain for longer if it wasn't for Jake Bidwell. Um, he, he would have been he would have been a better captain than Bidwell at left back. Um, but is is this the end of Harley? Possibly. I mean, I'm happy for him to stay, and I'm kind of resigned to him to go too. And and and, and if he does go, then you know, obviously we all wish him well. Um, he's been a he's been a he's been a good player for Brentford, and when, when when we look back at his career, you know, he's helped us get to the next level. But Harley's got to do what's right for Harley, and. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if he wants to stay, just just sign, just sign. Because but if and if you want to go, just, just go. But but you know, let's not make any more of a drama out of this than it needs to be. You know, I think all Brentford fans will miss him and and we will we will we will raise our hats to him. But you know. None of the moodiness, like you know, let's, let's, let's be grown up about this. You know, if, you, if your agent wants to get you a better deal, then, then just say it, and, and just you know, it's, it's a Brentford is bigger than Harley Dean, um, and we we need to we need to we need to get closure on this. I mean, this I mean, like I said, as you said this as well. This is you know, it's, it's not. It's not not happened before. This has happened before, and you know, to be fair, maybe we could. You know, the argument is that maybe Harley and his team are, are very good negotiators, and, and 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 you know, it works both ways. You know, the club is able to negotiate players in a particular way, and if the player is very hot, then the player's got good negotiation. If the player isn't so hot, you know, at the end of the day, they can only do particular type of deals, and maybe you know, Harley looks at his scenario and he says, "I had a really good season last season. Um, you know, I'm the captain of the team. You've got other fans who are going, oh, we'll take Harley Bean.'" In a, in a heartbeat so he can make a move and the question I'll say to you is that like, if a team turned around and offered Harley Dean 20 grand a week so I'm just using that as a figure 20 grand or 25 grand a week would Harley Dean move to that team because I think there are a number of teams in the championship that could pay Harley Dean 25 grand a week and we can't we can't match that money I, I, I say actually let's not make it that personal I, you know it's, it's not would Harley Dean take 20 grand a week would, would you or I take 20 grand of course we would you know these are these are kind of like bread and butter decisions and uh, in, you know and I know it's a cliche about it's a short career blah 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 but you know we're talking difference of £10,000 a week no, no we are I'm sorry I'm not making it personal Harley we're, we're talking about Harley because A Harley's out of contract in a year if Carly was out of contract in three years time that conversation probably wouldn't be happy so that conversation is happening now where somebody could say you're out of contract in a year I'm going to give you 25 grand a week but the reason I'm bringing this into it is this whole thing and we talked about 
about this last week about we talked about the Brentford fans the bloggers people who are getting excited about our season and saying if we can keep our team together maybe we might get a little sniff at the Premier League next you know this season maybe so is it a case of keeping the team together and a case of Harley sticking with us because next season we might be playing at a higher level possibly I've had two bites of this one already so let's get someone else's opinion on this in a second but um I actually think there, there is still some, something fundamentally wrong with our defence. I can't put my finger on it, and it's clearly not him, but not him alone. But I think sometimes we need to reshuffle this pack, and it might, it might be him going, it, it forces that. Um, but, you know, let's, let's be really confident in our, in our recruitment. It's, it's like every time someone's gone, we've, we've replaced by two, we've replaced with two or three other quality exciting players oh, why won't, won't why won't that happen again this time and it will be it will be sad it'll be the end of an era if and when he goes and if he stays great you know let's have another season of how you were last year mate but if you do go it ain't the end of the world yeah Dave I, I, I kind of agree with you um, our defence isn't the best in the world and I think that's probably what's holding a sale for Dean back you sort of if you were hiring a defender you sort of go well show me the best defenders show me the best unit in the league and, 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 and there must be some good players in there I don't think anybody says name the three best centre backs in the championship and I don't think anybody says Harley Dean for instance you know, and it's not value for money so I think if Harley thinks if another club values Harley higher than we do then Good luck to him, and I think, uh, and the fact is, there's, there's been, you know, he's been, he's been on the market a while, hardly. I don't think it's any secret. Um, so, and, and, and we've had no offers for him, so I think that's telling. But if it does go, we certainly will miss his leadership. We will miss his connection with the supporters. We will miss his determination. And um, yeah, I think, I think, but I, I, I do think that there is something wrong with our defence, and, and maybe some different personnel in there may change that, may change our our um, experience in that area I think Harley is a quality championship uh, central defender I think he's one of our um, best two central defenders I mean I think uh, the central defenders we've got I would play Harley and uh, Barbe together I think they're, they're the they're the best pairing and I think we would miss him but if we were to do what Phil Giles has always said that you can't improve your team unless you sell players because you sell players and you buy new ones and if it takes selling Harley Dean and it could be that we get good money for him if it, if it means that we, we sell him and get a better replacement then that's what we have to do because we are ambitious we are not the kind of team that's saying uh, championship survival is enough and I think we've, we've moved on we've moved on from that so what, we, but what if we sell him and we don't get a replacement I mean we've got three centre-backs at the moment now and have we got enough in the can I think uh, I think Egan is potentially a better player I don't think he is quite yet but I think if he gets the games and he gets to a settled side with a good uh, left-sided player alongside him I think he can be as good or better than Harley Dean Let's also, also not forget that Harley's had like four or four years to, to get to where he's got now and we, we, we started well, more than that so we, we, he, was a, he was a rookie when he came in and you know now he's, you know, he's an experienced championship level defender who can 
hopefully demand a fee of four, five million pounds. You know, if, if we get, if we get, you know, yeah, you know, w- let, let, let's, let's look at that. You know, it, what what would it take? You know, maybe that's a you know that's, that's a hypothetical question. What 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 is he worth? I don't I don't actually want that conversation. But you know, is it time to? <coughs> Have have one of the B team players come through now and, and get on that conveyor belt. Yeah, uh, well, one thing we shouldn't forget as well, Dave, is that I mean he's the, he is in the last year of his contract as is, as is Hossa, oh, as is Fibe. He's not signed a new contract. So so yeah, so it's, it's you know, um, our model is we need to make money out of players um, with, uh, rather than let them go for free at the end of their contracts. So I, I do I, I, I do expect him to go to be honest. So I mean again. Windows you know, by the first of September we'll know whether or not it's right or wrong at the moment. Now there's no movement and just you know forget the next couple of weeks. We'll just go and do our business. Everything's gonna be happening on August the thirtieth. There's, there's a there's a couple of others. Couple of other well like I say there are a couple of others as well. We've got uh Hotter. Now Hotter again there's always every week there's something about Hotter. Hotter um interestingly there was a bit of a conspiracy theory that's saying that Hotter sort of kinda of came on and he played like he did at Sheffield United because uh, then all the scouts that came down there would be not interested in buying him uh, the conspiracy theory he like played, he, played, he played all right now the Sheffield fans thought he played all right but he could have played a lot he, played, he didn't play as well as he normally did or he didn't have the game that he normally did so the Brentford fans were very very happy but it seems that according to Reed West Ham that um, West Ham are enough happy enough because they say that, that West Ham have actually not only tabled but they've lodged a three million pound bid for Hotter well it's a six figure no but the figure is actually seven figure figure but we've actually got into it and they said it's a three million pound bid so they've lodged a three million pound bid uh, for Hotter we've actually had to put a phone call into Chinese Gary obviously is our source there over in China who knows everything that's going on at Brentford at the moment now and Chinese Gary went that is an absolute load of bollocks um, West Ham have not put any bid in for Brentford at all and they are still waiting Brentford are sitting down there waiting at the fax machine for the paperwork to come in for this bid and it's been meant to be coming in for about three or four weeks now and it hasn't done well Brazilian Barry he's, um, he's, 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 on the, he's on the fax machine he's faxing Nigel in Milan as we speak and um, I, I think there may be some movement he says there might be some movement, but at the moment there is no there is no movement until there is movement, and let's just let's just wait till the thirtieth of August, shall we? I think there might be some movement, but I'm not sure it's the movement about Charter going to uh, West Ham. I think it's the movement coming out of his, his derriere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So some, yeah, that's right. Um, Banana does a lot of travelling, so he sometimes doesn't speak in English. He speaks in all sorts of different languages now. And we're getting out the Google to translate just to find out exactly what he was talking about then but um, other other players that we're talking about as well there's a little bit of a rumour going on about Manny, Manny Onoracy um, our B team player centre back came from West Ham had a pretty decent season for the B team and went, went to Cheltenham I think it was last season had a decent season there again there is the the source going around that he might be going somewhere else is that right? Yeah he's um, heard some really good things about Rotherham <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently there's always a warm welcome up there for, for all kinds of players of um, various backgrounds, so I think he's. Um, I think he's looking to go. He, he, there's, a, there's an opportunity for him in Rotherham. I hear. 
allegedly and again if everyone checks back on the Besotted videos besotted.co.uk or go to audio, uh, go to YouTube Besotted and just have a look at a couple of our Rotherham videos and uh, let's just say that we've we got the warm well me particularly I've got a bit of a warm welcome <laughs> myself and also Puns who is uh, think, uh, one of our Asian posse as well we got a very warm welcome think, when we got to, think, to Rotherham I think they wanted it to be a little bit warmer as well <laughs> yeah, yes. it, was, it was a little bit hated outside the um, the pub where we were at where we looked outside and there was all sorts of yeah there's lots of uh, um, well Union Jacks and uh, skinheads and people bawling at us and trying to kill us basically <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the best uh, welcome we had in the world for Rotherham so good luck to you Manny if you're going up to, to Rotherham I, I say that if you're going up there I'd rather you stay in Sheffield because Sheffield's really good and if you do stay in Sheffield make sure that you get an earlier train so you don't miss your train to Rotherham uh, for the match <laughs> anyway who else? what else is going on around here as well Andre Gray Andre Gray now apparently Andre Gray he's just like he's just the gift that keeps on giving isn't he I mean like we, we've forgotten about him but every every like every six months or so we go, oh, there's some more Andre Gray money it's like, a, it's like three cherries have already come up and there's like a fourth cherry arrives <laughs> and there's like a fifth cherry you know and so we're going to get we're going to get a, another another little like the, the the old ten pences are going to come out so we, I reckon out of my, on top just out of my head I reckon there's a no, chance no, sorry, of us getting but explain the situation so what's happened about Andre Gray so Andre Gray um, we sold to Burnley if you did you not you not do you not realise we sold into Burnley no no so we sold we sold Andre go to Burnley he scored quite a lot of goals for Burnley in the Premier Division Um, he's the final year of his contract so that works both ways as well Um, and he's gone to Watford who who are a huge European club um, for for 18 odd million quid so we get 27 point odd percent of of the profit which just plucking a number out of my head I think it worked out to two million three hundred and thirty seven thousand five hundred pounds and thirty seven pence so and we don't give any of that we to Luton absolutely nothing to Luton no so basically Andre Gray I, 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 I've heard this through the through the, through the grapevine through the grapevine <laughs> <laughs> quite literally mate so, so, so Andre Gray is the gift that keeps on giving um, I'm just going to want just, just quickly around the table I'm, I'm going to the banana can Andre Gray do anything else more for us do you think Pardon? sorry Billy can Andre do good, anything else more for us can who Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Um, well, I, I guess uh, he can get he can move to Paris Saint Germain, uh, funded by a lot of Qatar money for um, twenty two hundred and twenty two million euros. That'd be nice. Will we get paid again, though? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. We just, just get paid forever. So. Yeah, I think I think any any income that comes to Burnley, we get twenty seven and a half percent of. I will bring it on. Well, when we play uh, Watford in the uh, next round of the League Cup, uh, he can score an own goal. Well, he can do again. He's going to be going up against Shibu. Shibu. Um, I've also got to say, um, really good luck to Tom Fields as well up at um, Bradford. He's gone out on loan. He's a really good friend of Besotted. Um, we had a really good chat with him before the um, Sky Wonder Premier Kid. Wonder Kid video. Um, you know, he was talking. He was he was a very very rounded, knowledgeable young footballer. Um, he talked about his you know his, his his youth team football and getting involved in Brentford. He's a Brentford fan, so his family. So you know, he, he goes up to Bradford on a mission. He goes up there wanting to come back to Brentford. I know that for a fact. Um, I just you know get up there. 
make the most of it really really excel and get your ass back and be a Brentford player for years to come mate and then the last thing we're just going to talk about ex-players as well because obviously we, uh, we made a load of money from Andre Gray and we just keep making more and more money and it's just like you know put him on the Christmas tree and you know just more gifts come off it as well Scott Hogan Scott Hogan he went off to Aston Villa Aston Villa paid him loads of money 63 grand a week I think something ridiculous like that so you know fair play to him he's got 63 grand a week and they paid us you know about 9-10 million or something ridiculous as well so we got that money as well um, he scored one goal in 14 and we're not having a go Scott listen cool play he did very very well for us but then there's a rumour going around there's all these nonsense rumours but you never know but um, Aston Villa are in for Jordan Rhodes now as they're saying so they want to get Jordan Rhodes and the question mark is that if Jordan Rhodes is coming you've got Khadija and you've got Hogan what part does Hogan play or is Hogan maybe going to move on I've just thought of an, an analogy for Gray actually before we move on it's like a, one of those pinatas so you keep hitting it and it keeps like chucking out prizes so the more you more you rattle this thing the more you the more it keeps giving it just keeps chucking out prizes and, 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 and you just, you've got to be in the zone don't you you've got to make sure that he's there you know I mean the pinata can't be somewhere else so yeah. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't advise hitting him at all but I'd advise being around there if the prizes are coming out but just coming back to Hogan Hogan uh, I mean I mean, it might be all rumours it's interesting ironically that an ex-Brentford player who used to play for us and, and in fact not only used to play for us but we made him Jordan Rhodes we made Jordan Rhodes um, he got his first ever medal probably his own actually his only medal um, I don't know if he got a Borough medal but you know he got a medal from us uh, first ever medal and now he might be displacing one our records is he a record signing Scott Hogan so it's amazing absolutely amazing that you can go from dancing in the fountains at Las Vegas and get sacked for that almost to, uh, to Aston Villa I mean who would have thought it I don't know <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. So listen, anyway, we're going to come back to this. You know, we've talked about the players. I just want to say just one last word. Obviously, we have got players, rumours. They may go, they may go. Hotter, we all love Hotter. We don't want him to go. You know, Harley Dean, we actually don't want him to go. We want our team to stay together. But after Hotter, forget about the Hotter fingers. That's too obvious. If Hotter wasn't in this question... Who would be the Brentford player that we would most miss who would leaving Brentford after Hotter, who's with us currently? Lainey. Actually, I, I, I needed to think about this a lot a lot less than I thought I would, and I'd say Nico Unaris, actually. I, I, I think he's um, an, an absolutely unsung hero for a lot of this, and him being given the, the captain's armband last night, I think it's fairly significant. I think there was talk about... I still there was rumours about him going. I, don't, I think he would be attractive to a lot of clubs at this level. Um, probably none higher than this but uh, he's got he's got premiership pedigree he's, he's you know he's, he's, he's played for Arsenal um, so yeah maybe, maybe Nico Unaris I, um, Josh McEachran on, on his day perhaps um, so yeah we're, we're just we're just spoiled at the moment There's, I need, I'm actually I need to see the season pan out and I just want to see a, a lot more of a lot more of these players I, I think you know in, you asked me in six months time I think oh, you know Nico Unaris may have been replaced the banana uh, on performances so far clearly right clearly uh, Mr Woods um, it's, uh, and as to your point Dave it's very difficult to tell at this stage of the season but I suspect it's uh, either Woods or, or Dan Bentley I mean, but you're going for the Woodsy I'm going to go for Dan Bentley 
Oh, all woods. And uh, splinters in your ass are uh, hurting you, obviously. Uh, the savvy bee. I think uh, before last night, I would have said Rico Henry because I, th- I didn't think we had anyone behind him who was who could really, really push him. So I thought Fields, you know, we kind of knew he was going out on loan, but uh, Ilyas just looks superb. So I, I'm not so worried now. So I think probably. Um, I had someone in mind, but I've forgotten who it was now. You're, the, you're really. I'm, I, I, I'm, really, I'm really going, going proper, proper, proper Greek tonight, aren't I? Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, who, who, who would I miss? Who would I miss? Who would I miss? You, you Joseph Soon or you missed? No. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I, 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 he's, he's certainly not up for grabs, but it's Canos. I think Canos gives so much to us, and his exuberance and his love for the, the club, and and Billy's got his head in his hands. I've only got my head in his hands because what you do is that obviously being last with the microphone, you pass it around to everybody, and everyone says a player that you were going to say. So, and especially with the banana stealing two players as well. So you've got the Woods of Bentley. You know, you've got the Canos, like you know, you've got you know, you've got all sorts of characters. You know, you've got the Naris, which are all players. You know, you did say the Ketquin as well, which are all players which I would have said um, are absolutely crucial to to the Brentford. So now I'm coming back and I'm thinking, right, where are we going to go? Yeah, you should have started this. This is this is Billy. I'm Billy. Hello, I'm Billy. You should have said, right, apart from, and then you name your player at this stage. Who would you miss? You, yeah, you're right. And thanks like for take ownership of the question. Oh, yeah. I, I, I could take ownership, but I was, you know, you're my friends, and I, I wanted to give you first dibs and shouts. So anyway, I'm going to come back to this now, and and seeing as I'm, I'm sort of well down the path, for me, I'm thinking that the player has got to be uh, Lasse Vibe. Um, just Why? because of the goals that he scored for Brentford and has also his enthusiasm and his professionalism and yes I know that you know potentially at his age he might be looking at elsewhere but it is very difficult to pull in a goal scorer at where we're at now so it's Lasse Vibe but listen if we keep this team together it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter but look we are now going to be looking forward to the weekend. We have got a massive game at massive. the weekend. Massive. Um, massive. We've got a massive game at the weekend. Um, we're going to a game at the weekend. Is that Griffin Park? We're going to talk about the Forest game at Griffin Park. Before we can talk about the Forest game at Griffin Park, we're just going to have a little quick word, though, about Lionel Road. Griffin Park, we all love Griffin Park. What well, We will be moving to a new stadium very soon. And there's been lots of questions being flying around about the new stadium. Things went a hold a little bit. We had problems with a, a tenant there who wanted to charge us lots of money. You know, we had planning problems. We had lots of issues, but that seems to be all coming to a head now and things seem to be moving forward. There's lots of gossip, lots of rumours flying around at the moment now. And Laney, do you just want to tell the characters out there what's going on and what's imminent with regards to Lionel Road and our move to our new stadium? OK, let's, let's clarify what we know in the timescale of it, OK? So, we, from what we understand... Next Tuesday, which is the, the day of the Bristol City game at, at Griffin Park, um, there will be a, um, a press release. And in the, pro, in the match day programme, there's going to be an announcement by the club about the new stadium. Um, we, from what we understand, there will be some changes to what we perceive to be the, the capacity. So all of that's going to be outlined. Um, in the meantime, we've, we've been given a bit of a heads up over it, but we've not been consulted on it in general. So what we're going to do is, um, with Bees United, with Bias, and with the Griffin Park Grapevine, 
we're going to hopefully set up um, uh, a fans forum. So once the announcement has one, been yeah, made one, officially by the club, yeah, once the annou- we, 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 we have to give the club the opportunity to make the announcement um, at, in their time scale. That's only it's manners. It's right. There's a lot at stake here. So we we will let them announce it as they want to announce it, um, and after that, um, the, the the significant fans groups will facilitate um, an, a, a, an open fans forum where we will raise as many questions. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's well, the fans can raise as many questions yeah. as they want to. I mean, this is, this is such an emotive issue. This is such a personal issue to so many people. The leaving Griffin Park, the moving to Lionel Road, or whatever eventually it's called, it, it me, it, it, it's like it is at the core of our support. It isn't, isn't for us to represent or it's not for us to demand what fans want unless the fans have been consulted and, and, and given an opportunity to raise their questions and, and so that's what the significant fans groups um, will will try and facilitate so you know Trevor's here tonight from the Grapevine which is the biggest Brentford fans forum we've got Bees United and Bias which are the two um, uh, fans representative bodies that the club have in dialogue with you've got Besotted which is you know the most rare Brentford fanzine, so we and, and fun forum and blog. Yeah, 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 and all of that. So, if this, if this, so we we will we will get a why a, a, everyone everyone is welcome, and it, no one opinion is worth more than anyone else's opinion on this. And um, that's so so this so let's wait and see what happens on Tuesday, and then after Tuesday, let's all kind of take stock of what's been said. Um, and then um, we'll, we'll get a fans forum together. We'll get a fans forum together. It might take a couple of weeks for us to pull this together, but also what it'll do is it'll get people to uh, their ideas, to pull their ideas together, to pull their thoughts. We'll be publicising it via Besotti. We'll be saying it at the podcast. We might chat about it for a few weeks on the podcast, but we think it's important that the fans have their say because this is a, a different era. Things have moved on on the stadium quite a lot and probably quite quickly. And for us, we just think that it's very important that the fans have their input and uh, you know I think that this this, this forum um, that we can get together will we'll give them that opportunity I, I think so and I think I think we all you know we need to all take stock of what's in it and kind of think about it for 24, 48, 72 hours and then work well, a week out. or two absolutely you know there's, there's no immediate rush on, 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 on calling this but you know we, we need to kind of work out the implications on it and um, just make sure everything moves forward as, as, as we want banana yeah, of course, Dave, and um, we're very pleased that the Griffin Park Grapevine have joined with you and organised the fans forum. It's, I'm, of course, we've already got a fans forum at the Grapevine, but it's been good to have a real-life one from time to time. Um, but I think what we need to do, to everybody's point, is take the news, see what it is, absorb it, take the emotion out of it, and then have a sensible conversation with the, in, in, in due course. So, um, look forward to that. And I, and I think the reason we're saying it like this is, is because it's been announced to different groups at different times. So some, 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 you know, some, some of this news is is, is known by some groups already. Um, we the, the the nuts and bolts of it were explained to us today. Bananas going to see it tomorrow. So one and then the, the so we've only got like a few days heads up on this. Um, it, we're not 
we're not being consulted as such on it. We've just been shown what you're going to be shown three or four days ahead. So there's no conspiracy here. It's literally once once it's all in the public domain, which was going to happen on Tuesday, then we'll enable as, as everyone can come together and, and just make sure it's what we all want, really. Saturday, Nottingham Forest come to town. Brentford have nil point on the board at the moment now. Brentford need trois points on the board. Nottingham Forest are in town. There's no bones about it. We need that skull. We need to do Nottingham Forest on Saturday to get three points because we need to get the vibe back. I've been saying this for weeks as well. Whatever, However we do over the next few weeks is going to affect our season. If we are within, say, the top six, Hotter may think, hmm, why the hell am I going to go to West Ham who can't even probably put a bid in and probably put me on the bench for the next six months when I could be in this team who may actually have a chance of getting promotion or getting to the playoffs. So we need to get good results. So Nottingham Forest on Saturday, we need to get a result against them. This is just like any old game, isn't it, Nottingham Forest? Or is it? Well, no, it's not. You know, you know, it's not. There's a, there's a little, there's a. Well, it's not a little elephant. It's a, it's a bloody great big elephant in this room, isn't there? Is there? Well, yeah, you, you, you and I know the return of Mark Warburton is going to be slightly, slightly contentious with some. Um, my personal opinion is that he's, um, he's manners um, and he played a, a, a central role in getting us out of that division and I, I, I will always always be grateful for Mark Warburton um, I, f- I found him to be a, a genuinely nice bloke um, he we interviewed him after after the Warb, Warbsgate um, with, with, with um, David Weir um, and he seemed to answer everything we asked him genuinely and honestly uh, he 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 played. He managed Brentford to some of the most exciting, uh, innovative, successful football I've ever seen. And at the time, I've, I I actually I've, you listen back to what I've said at the time. It was a, a moment in time that may never be repeated. So it was 125th year. Uh, we were we had Pritchard, we had Judge, we had Yotta. We we were beating Fulham off the part we beat QPR for the first time for a long time we we played some of the most beautiful beautiful football under Mark Warburton it was all out attacking just stunning football and you know I will always remember that and I will always be grateful for that however we also have to remember that he was flawed you know he was offered an opportunity to go and bolster a team and he, he didn't do that and you know, we failed in the playoffs and we will always be, you know, we'll always be grateful of that season, but we will always be kind of like, what if? Um, you know, it, it is, it's no secret that the funds were there to go out and to improve that team and for, for right, rightly or wrongly, he decided not to, not to do that and that was his decision um, and there was a lot of flack, Brentford Football Club, we, we were criticised, we were slagged off. We, our owner, um, was made to be a, almost a laughing stock for for how that how the Mark Warburton situation panned out. You know, Adrian Durham 
he basically made us almost some sort of leper club for, for doing something that was just so ridiculous um, you know so so yeah it, it's, it's contentious there's, there's, a, there's you know there's, there's a lot of great memories and it was all kind of soured at the end so you know me personally I will I will clap him onto the pitch and I will sing Warburton Warburton probably just before the game and then 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 after that that's it as far as I'm concerned that's it I mean, Mark Warburton. There's, there's no doubt that he came into an era where the club was changing, and it took us to to, to, to another level. Um, but there's also a lot of people arguments saying that we have we have moved on. And, and it's, you know, to be fair, Mark Warburton's he's, he's been gone for the club for sort of quite a while. You know, he's been gone from in effect two management periods. He's been at Rangers now. He's at he's at Nottingham Forest. You know, so it's it's a quite a squ- period of time we've had Dyke House and we've had a, quite a few managers in between the time that he's come. So it's a bit of a weird scenario that he's actually this is actually his first time back to Griffin Park. For me, this is actually a moment that I've not actually been looking for to be honest with you. Because I was hoping that you know he'd go off in Scotland, he might have gone off to Europe. He, he'll have a scenario that he'd never actually meet Brentford, so you can go, yeah, Mark Warburton, go and do your thing. But all of a sudden now he's pitted against us. Where to be quite honest with you, we need to get three points and we need to finish higher than them and a lot of other teams in the league. And it's it's quite a quite a strange situation in the banana. It's a must-win game, Billy, in my mind. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite as generous as Dave. Um, to me, Warpsgate was. Uh, it's, it's almost like you, know, you you have a couple as a best friend, and you find out they're getting divorced, and, you, and then you're thinking they're getting on like a house on fire. So the whole period was, well, the whole time around the discovery of Warpsgate was very very odd. But I think what went afterwards with the articles and the Times and and uh, the. But well, again, when you say the other again, you have to explain to a lot of people, and I keep just doing this because I think it's very important for people to understand. Because people that may have been there follow every single news article that don't know, but there's a lot of people that maybe tune into this podcast who don't really understand the background, maybe don't know what you're talking about. So you need to maybe explain just a little bit more. Those that know, no, no, <laughs> no so, so just so on serious, Billy. So I think what what happened was, and my understanding of the whole story is piecing together is that there was a a, um, a post on the on the GPG uh, by the Nightfly, um, who, who understands those little bit of Spanish, and he picked up a tweet saying that some Spanish manager had been interviewed by the um, by 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 Matthews representatives, and. Uh, and then I, I, my, my understanding is that that tweet, sorry, that post on the GPG was read by Mark Warburton. Mark Warburton has then gone to, to Matthew and others and said, is this true? And I think Matthew has said, basically, yes. And, and I think from that, and then there was a, and I don't remember the, the, the facts from day to day, Billy, as you know. I think if there, there is contemporary posts on the GPG that outline more or less what happened. Um, but after that event, there, there was a article that appeared in the Times. I think it's widely acknowledged that the source of that article was Mark Warburton. If you look at um, who wrote that article, he also wrote a puff piece on, on, on Warburton a few months before about how great he was, and he's done with others 
since. What I will say, and I'm going to sit down there, and obviously this podcast, podcast going out. A, Mark Warburton isn't here to defend himself as well, and also this is um, supposition as well, and you're, you're making sort of um, assumptions that this may have happened, but this has never been um, um, corroborated. It, it's been corroborated, Billy, but perhaps, perhaps not by Mark. But it's it's it's. Uh, I think these. The, you know, and you're absolutely right to say, yeah, okay, it's it's, it's uh, yeah, an opinion or whatever else. But I'm not here to have a go, at Mark. I'm just here to say, this is my understanding what happened at the time. And I think to to uh, Dave's point, he is a flawed character. And I think when that event happened, it was uh, you know the training room, sorry, the training ground of the dressing room become exclusive zones just for the players and the management. So you know directors and other people were excluded from those areas or whatever else we've got a very toxic area but all that aside I think what we're saying is you know it's not all about Mark Warburton nor should it be all about Mark Warburton this, this Saturday we've 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 come a long way since then. We've come a long time. We've performed at the same levels. We've done exactly the same thing without Mark Warburton here. And I just think that, yes, I think he's entitled to uh, a ripple of applause. As for chance in his name at all, you know, I, I, I'm just not up for that. And I think that we should... We should treat him with the respect that he deserves and the respect that he's he, he, he gave other people in the club during that time. So probably not articulating this in the best way I can, Billy, but for me, it's all about getting behind our club as it stands today, with the people who run our club as it stands today, and we we, we, we move on with our lives, and he's just another opposition manager. Sammy B. I think Mark Warburton's the best, uh, well, the most successful manager we've had uh, within living memory. He took us up uh, from League One and got us into the playoffs. Uh, no, no one's done that. Um, he's he played fantastic football. Um, I think he's probably showed a little bit. I mean, I don't think he could have done that without uh, our fabulous owner. And I think he showed a little bit of disrespect to to Matthew Benham with the way he he uh, reacted. I think picking up on Trevor's point about you know closing off the um, the, the the training grounds to directors etc I think that's fine because I think that that could be seen as this is how I get the best out of my players I close them off I keep them together I turn them into a like a real closed unit and they perform better that's fine that's fine and you know so he's got his way of working and I think you know he's, he's proved that he was a, a very successful manager and I think they've got one thing wrong I don't think we actually played QPR under his his managership I think QPR came down a year later uh, so I don't think he, he's, he's got a we, we beat QPR under his thing but also I think that um, uh, Mark Warburton coming back is, is a matter of for Brentford fans it's a matter of manners it's how do we see Mark Warburton I see him as a really successful successful manager for Brentford and I am not going to boo him or anything stupid like that I think we expect people to show manners to us I will show manners he's uh, he's someone that I look back fondly on as great times for Brentford and he was a, a part of that Lady, lady. Yeah, no, just just credit where credit's due. If I'm honest, you know, we, we can't change the past. You know, it, it ended horribly, really. You know, let's be honest. It was a it was a very very unsavoury ending to what what should have been very different. It's it inter- it's interesting you say that, and I'm saying because we sat and I remember we sat, was, I don't know if it was we sat in that meeting. And I remember I said to Mark, and uh, it was all going a little bit kind of awry. And I just said, you know, because I'm not even really funny, but. 
Warburton and Benham were actually really good mates and when Uwe Rosler's manager is really good mates and they had a really great system a way of working things they used to the way they used to pick up their players and, 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 and sign them you know Warburton used to put his two pence worth in Benham used to put his two pence worth and everyone put their two pence and it worked really well the system you know what I'm saying and that went down to when Warburton was manager then all of a sudden like I said for various reasons personally I'm not gonna, we're not going to go into it because a, it's, it's not my place to say there's lots of word that's going around anything like that it doesn't really matter but the fact is that it, it wasn't the same as was it was and the thing that we really loved to think about Brentford is that there was novelly sort of quite homely feel about the club it was quite small everyone was part of it Warman was part of it we were part of it Benham was part of it and they were all putting in then all of a sudden everyone was pulling in different ways and for us this was really horrible because we were really proud of the fact that our club was pulling in this particular way and it wasn't for any particular reason and you know looking at the reasons why this has happened now we actually do understand and to be quite fair um, uh, with, with Matt being the owner as he is to be to, to be fair it, 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 the, the reasons were you know he's put his foot down the reasons the reasons were right but that's that's what the story and I remember going to, 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 to Warburton at one time he said to us we said is there any and we thought we always ah okay I know you're all falling out a little bit isn't, it, isn't there any way that you can just all go in together and have a little chat and sort it all out and we'll be all fine and I actually thought you'll say no maybe and he just said nah it's not it's not it's not going to happen it's just and, and that and that moment it was just like that that moment that we had which lasted only for about a year which was so wonderful which is for yeah it, you know it, like I said it a bit earlier it was it was a moment it was the perfect moment in time and it, for me that was after we we came out of Ellen Road and, and, and we'd beaten Leeds United and that that train that train journey home was just bouncing and it was absolutely ridiculous and it was almost it was almost 24 hours later it was 24 hours later and you know it was the build up to that where we were going to grounds all over the country and winning and playing the most amazing football and I go I, go, I, go, I keep going back to Pritchard and, and Judge because they you know that season and, and Yotta he was emerging at that time you know it, it was it was the perfect storm and everything that we tried was working out and it was beautiful to watch and I just thought this can't last forever and I, it, it staggers me that it, it, the wheels came off pretty much and it did and it took a bit of a while to actually kind of get up the head around it we moved it we got a new manager managed to work out and things were, but the fact is that we're Brentford fans and the fact is that we support Brentford Brentford are our team um, we love Brentford we see them through thick and thin the Dykehausen era wasn't great the, the, the era after that you know was, was alright and then Dee Smith came in he had a bit of a rocky period but you support your team but at the end of the day what was the thing that you do sort of believe in is the fact is that you know you've got someone who's thrown money into the club he's thrown shed loads of money into the club and he's a Brentford fan and he bunked off school to go to Brentford and he's into them and everything like that and to be quite honest with you that is the rock and that is the sort of constant that we have other than us as being fans that a lot of teams don't have again it's just the fact that you can't change the past it's, not, it's nothing that you know we didn't make these decisions these decisions were made you know we can't we, we as fans can't change that we can we can we can help form the future you know and, and that's what we've got to keep focusing on is the fact 
that there's no one person that's bigger than this football club apart from the one that's put 100 million in um, you know so but if he's not he's if, even if you know but, but, all due respect even Matt Benham is not bigger than the football club though no well no he's, he ultimately he's, he's uh, uh, you would hope he isn't but we you know we're, we're talking about you know Warburton um, and we 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 can't I, I think we need to just move on on Saturday it's it's a it's a line in the sand moment it's a it's a clap it's a maybe it's a warbs and it's a let's get three points for Brentford let's get behind Dean Smith who is the current manager let's get behind these 14 players or 15 players that go on the pitch on, on Saturday for Brentford and let's kind of just leave three seasons ago and, and remember it as a great season but let's look forward to the next three to me again on Saturday I just think the fact is that we need three points we want three points we've got to get behind our team this is a bit of a funny situation we've got Dean Smith who's our manager we've got our owner we've got our fans we've got our future we've got stuff that's going on we've been building this for we basically we've got the best team that we've had since he was manager three seasons ago we need to just be getting behind them we need to be no we just no, I'm just saying but just in general yeah, from, from, from day one we just need to be getting behind them we need to be singing behind well, them we can't, you know? we can't be playing we can't be playing live Last week's match again. All we can be playing is next week's match. You know, that, that's the only option we've got. We can't be playing three seasons ago anymore. We we can be looking forward to the next three seasons. Yeah, Billy, I I, I agree with you. Right, we have to move on. We have to draw a line in the sand. Yeah, and we have to remember this is a home game. We have to support the home manager and the home and, and make it uncomfortable for for uh, for the for the away team as we always do. We need to be fortress Griffin Park this season. And what I'm just you know I, what I don't want to hear is we're one nil down as people started shouting for other managers' names. That would be that would be very very poor, very poor indeed. Yeah, I agree with that, Trevor. That would be awful. And uh, there is a propensity for a small minority of fans to do that kind of stupidness. And, 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 and I think this is what everyone's coming to. It's about, you know, listen, we're going to warn them about this because we've got the Forest game on Saturday. If, if you know, if it, if it was someone else in charge of them, we wouldn't have even talked about this. But I think what we're trying to say is that we've got a massive opportunity this season to actually do really well. And this Forest game is like no other game this season as well. When we go to Fulham, we go to Fulham and we cheer our team on and we have a laugh and we get behind them on Saturday we're playing Forest and we we need three points on Saturday it's, it's imperative we, 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 we have to get this season up and running we have to get three points on the board that's it so listen well as I mean Forest just coming back to it they've got a new owner he's put a little bit more cash in them they've just sold a somber longer for about three billion pounds so we've got a little bit of cash behind there as well now are they going to be a problem for the Brentford do you know anything about them at all yeah, I know their owner is uh, is Greek oh, yeah. but, uh, oh, yeah. but, but but he's the wrong kind of Greek he's a, he's a, a terrible crook who's been uh, suspended by the Greek FA for owning Olympiakos and whatever he's been getting up to there so he's, he's, he's not the he's not the right kind of Greek Okay, so uh, with that background, how do you think that they're going to get on? Have they have they built enough, or is it just you know is, we just have to play by it? Well, from the from the little I know is that they're trying to change the way they play football. They're trying to play the the Wolves way, the the you know uh, keep keep ball stuff that we we did. And I think they're very early on in their their learning of that. So I've got a feeling that they're going to be a bit sort of Bambi on ice and uh, our more 
uh, classy, sort of more experienced version of that kind of football is so, going to win out. So, so perhaps a little bit like David Weir when he came down with Sheffield United, where they're trying to play good football, but they weren't quite up to our standards of it. Yeah. Uh, the banana. We're just let's talk about Nottingham Forest and their football and coming down and how will Brentford fare because we need the three points on Saturday. Yeah, I think a lot would depend on the Forest tactics. So, I mean, I don't know. And I'm serious. Are they going to leave three people up, of course? Are they going to you know, do that? The, are they going to play the same Wolves way as they did at Brentford? I'm not sure what Rangers did or whatever else. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the match. And I'm looking forward to supporting my team. <laughs> and, and, for, and for myself, I, um, I've got some Millwall weights. And they went to the match on last Saturday. And they were absolutely gutted that they lost. Because they said that they were pretty much all over them. Forrest scored a great goal. But other than that, they spent a lot of time trying to get the ball out from the back. And trying to do things. And they didn't quite get it right. And, and Millwall had a very, very good game. And they don't know how they lost that. So, for us, listen, it's just one of them things. But, you know, we can have a million chances. And we can pass the ball around as many times as possible. But it's all about, as we know, putting the ball in the back of the net and that's what we need to do on Saturday score prediction I have to say there's a lot there's a lot of home debuts on Saturday there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of players that want to want to shine um, I think we will take the game to Nottingham Forest I, I, they were, they're going to be scared coming to Griffin Park but our record against Forest is particularly good I can't I can't see it changing I, I'm not I'm not going to say easy win there, I know it's going to it's going to be an edgy game I'm going to go uh, I'll go 2 or 3 1 Brentford Two or three one. Okay, three one. Three one, three, one from the lane here. And also, I mean, we, we've been scouted as well because, from what I heard, uh, Mark Warburton was at Sheffield United on Saturday, so he was actually watching us in the flesh on Saturday. So he obviously knows what we're about. Banana, what do you reckon? School prediction. Yeah, it's going to be really scared of. I mean, obviously, he watched uh, Lasse Vibe's prowess with his head in front of the goal, so he's going to be really concerned about that. Wolves on uh, on Saturday. Uh, well, since since um, Laney's taken three one, I'm going to have to go four one. There's a lot of confidence going on here. The savvy B. Uh, I was going to go three one, but um, I, uh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll go the other way. I'll go for three uh, nil. There's a lot of confidence and a lot of the, for myself. I'm going to tag it back a little bit. I know I want to go two nil to the mighty bees. I think that we might actually keep a clean sheet for once, and uh, and we'll do all right. And I think Ollie Watkins is going to come off off the bench and he's going to cause all sorts of problems because that guy is a bit of a monster. Anyway. Thanks for joining us. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Delighted to be in the pub again. Delighted to be drinking London Pride. Delighted to have a look at people drinking all sorts of other stuff as well. Even a bottle of a glass of wine by the banana here, who's a sophisticated character. We've got a game on Saturday. We've got Nottingham Forest coming down. We need to beat Nottingham Forest. It doesn't matter who they are, but we need three points. So we need everybody to get behind the team from day one and give us a big old cheer. But anyway, listen, we might have lost on Saturday. We won on Saturday, on Tuesday. We're doing all right. We are the Brentford, we are the best, and as we say in the pub, come on, newbies! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.